Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today we're talking about Tesla, semis, and, uh, and the Roadster. Tesla all the way. Also known as the end of gas. Yep. <laughs> Not quite, but... So I got to confess, Peter, when yeah. Elon and us announced that there's going to be this uh, this conference or this this uh, presentation of the t- semi, being the, the good fanboy that I am here, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> and I just... Right. I, I was scrolling through Instagram the next day and I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh my word! I yeah. totally missed this. How did I miss this? I admit I was in this. You're the one who's like, "Hey, we <laughs> missed this." Because <laughs> normally I stay up and watch these things, but eh, whatever. Um, but I was yeah. just thoroughly just blown away by this whole absolutely. And we got a lot to talk about. Today, we have a lot. I mean, <laughs> I was I was watching the replay, and actually, I'm kind of glad maybe I was watching the replay. Yeah, because I would actually scroll back and re-listen to some of yeah, this stuff. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, "Wait, what? Hold on, is what this is announce? this for real? What did you just kill off? Here? Is this is this for, okay? Wow. All right. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna say we. This is probably one of the probably one of the episodes we were probably at least both of us the most excited about probably of the year. Is that right? Oh yeah, my hands are trembling right now, Peter. I'm so excited. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, not that exciting. Not that exci- well, yeah, well, it's it's still a ex- man. Yes, we're super excited about this. Before we jump in, um, just want to quick say uh, for those listening to us, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and the end of the new year coming, we're going to give it just a quick teaser. We do plan on having an episode here down just before the end of 2017. We're going to do a recap of yeah. this year um, and kind of give some updates on some things we talked about, which is something we're actually very excited about doing. And uh, by the way, the end of this year will pretty much, and I don't have the exact date on this, but it'll pretty much mark the one-year mark for Future Break. Yeah, totally. And a lot has, a lot has happened in a year. Um, and quite frankly, we, uh, in 2018, we'll probably have an episode where we talk about the things we're really uh, thinking will probably happen. Um, I know our, our minds have been, I don't know if the right word is expanded, but just really opened up to a lot of understanding of things. Um, we hope uh, yours have been too. So yeah. we're just thankful for you, um, the listener, to being able to be part of this journey with us. And we hope that we can help provide you continuous value. So, Absolutely. And uh, keep your eyes out. There might be a giveaway that we, that there might we may be or giveaway. may not do. <laughs> Heavily leaning on May. So, <laughs> so keep in mind. Stuff. But before we go any further, let's talk about the future news flash. All right. So if you've been on the internet for the last couple of days, you've probably seen uh, Reddit and you've seen other sites that are just all talking about the FCC and the plan to kill net neutrality. Well, that actually happened on uh, Thanksgiving Day. They released the order to basically kill net neutrality, which we've talked about before in the episode or on the podcast. So um, definitely go back and listen to that. There's some interesting things with it. Um We'll have to definitely do a recap of this this part of it because uh, 
who knows really what's going to happen with this. <laughs> right. I we're kind of... I completely agree with this. We're kind of not really sure yet, but we'll see. Um, yes, we do recommend you go back and listen to the episode we t- talked about net neutrality to get a little understanding of both sides of the coin. Um, I play devil's advocate, just FYI. Anyways, um, it was it was a great episode, um, but we do need to do a recap on this. Totally. So, all right. So, um, good news for those who are AT&T and Verizon which in our state is pretty much the only two players. Um, new cell towers are being built to expand coverage, which this is just something that I understand more and more. I mean, the death of the landline has happened a, a long time ago, but just as far as, think about this, a map where there's just continuous coverage all over the place. Um, obviously, we're not there with any one of these companies quite yet, but it's... It's an attempt to start doing this more and more and improve the capabilities of each tower too, probably. So, um, anyways, just want to give a heads up on that. So there's this developer that um, accidentally steals and then destroys $300 million worth of cryptocurrency. Um, Basically, there was a bug and then this developer... Uh, tried to fix it, but he deleted something, and by that fix, um, the money was frozen. And if you had a, a wallet with this company, you're basically out of luck, which is just the worst. Which is crazy. Yeah, totally crazy. <laughs> All right, and Ars Technica, there was an episode, there was an article about Google Lens, and. Just to give you an idea a little bit about what's going on here, Google Lens, some of you know that you take a picture with Google, Google will begin to like say, oh, there's X in the picture. We've seen this with other platforms like Apple and stuff like that too. Um, but just think of it this way. It's getting ramped and the AI on it is getting increasingly higher. It will be able to identify landmarks, which quite frankly to me is just very generic. And when we think about Google Earth and the ability of its now pretty much entire world look through um it's just one of those moments in time where you realize you'll be able to take a picture and probably be identify exactly where that picture is more and more so anyways heads up on that and that's the future newsflash for you today good stuff there was a lot of stuff that we left out because i think we'll just save them for some of the the update episode that we'll do i agree there's there's been some really interesting (laughs) Things that we talked about, it's like, oh, wow, this actually happened. Let's let's be honest. We're just really excited about today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kick it off. All right. So we've got Tesla, as you all all know. Gold Tesla. Elon Musk's brainchild company slash playground slash laboratory. I mean, this is where he gets to develop a lot. And by he, I mean the whole company, really. Right. They get to develop a lot of just unbelievable tech um there is so much going on in that in that company that it's just it's kind of mind-blowing what they have to not not focus on during an announcement because there's just so much to to everything that they announce exactly so this uh i believe this was last week but so they had this event where they were announcing their their version of the electric semi-truck. Um, and so other companies have actually made announcements, have made some, you know, some uh, 
vision cast into that direction of yeah we'll have semis that are electric by you know 2020 2030 uh but tesla really i feel like they really put the the rubber to the road so to say yes yes i think i think you're i think you're right on that this was this is an event that was it was kind of fun i mean where we are you know, technology fans, obviously. And so we like Apple's announcements and stuff like this. This one was like a little more like a fanfare. Like, totally. Like the trucks drove up and like onto the stage. I think, were they at a hangar? I can't Yeah, remember. so the Tesla... They were at an airport hangar, yeah, right? Tesla, yeah, Tesla, their uh, headquarters is by an airport. So they have, they have hangars there, apparently. Because <laughs> um, <and laughs> during, the, during the presentation, there's like two or three planes that flew by. They had to wait for the planes to fly by. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, um, they do the announcements differently. Like another, another company would probably do it during the daytime, and they've got this, you know. But they do it kind of almost like an Apple Apple esque, I would say. Yeah, you know, well, they definitely take a few hints off it. But this, so when this semi came out, and you know, let I'll just we'll just get into it. This this announcement in our minds is one of the most like confirmation moments of industries changing um and in a in a major way and uh there's a obviously there's a lot of questions here and there's still a lot of kinks but quite frankly witnessing this this new semi was like witnessing version one of or even version 0.8 i don't even know how to describe it of like the future yeah and it and it was and it was incredible it was literally incredible, at least as far as like how they presented it in the comparison. So I want to be very clear on that. Obviously, what happens when the rover meets the road? I understand there's a little bit of little bit of understanding of this, but it's not like they haven't been testing this thing or anything like that. These semis have some amazing capabilities, um, and I know you put some notes in here on that. So I'm going to let you. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing, it, just the looks of it are just nothing like. Uh, like traditional semi that no. you've seen, you know, it's, it's super, they, I mean, I think they went out of their way to, um, make this, this semi just look really beautiful. It has a, I think it's a, from looking at my notes here, it's a 0.36 drag coefficient, which means it is very aerodynamic. Right. So, um, again, if you're looking at, a semi, I mean, everything Everything counts, right? So, semi is hauling 80,000 total pounds, you know, the semi plus the, the, the load. Um, any air that goes against that will slow it down. And so, you want to have a truck, you want to have a car that has better aerodynamics. That's what makes it go faster. That's what makes it more efficient. So, they've, they've reached 0.36, which I think Elon said, the Bugatti, one of the Bugatti cars, can't even is three point eight, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> so it's better. It's more aerodynamic than a car. Yeah, yeah, and and it's crazy. And he even said it was funny. He's like, we we designed this to kind of mimic a bullet. Yeah, to cut the air. That's actually a good way. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good way to describe the car. Kind of does look like a like a bullet. Um, the truck. Um, and so that's. I mean, that's just a one huge thing so like i think what they do and this is what i like about tesla a lot is they come to 
a problem. They come to, hey, the electric cars suck right now. Let's come to this problem with an open mind and let's not assume anything. Right. You know? Other companies, other car companies, I feel like they come and they say, well, yeah, of course we need to have this because our gas cars have this. So we need to have this type of thing here. Tesla just comes and says, why? We're not assuming anything. We're not assu- we're, we know the car needs four wheels. That's basically the, the only assumption that we have. Right. Everything else is up for debate, up, up, for, debate. up yeah. for, you know, optimizing. Like they have this thing on the tr- on the cars called the frunk. It's a front trunk. <laughs> you know oh yeah there's, they a, have there's like, a front tr- there's a trunk on the front of the on this semi yeah yeah I, I, so every every innovation i feel that tesla makes is very calculated and very um it's a it's a refreshing way to look at the the problem so that's what's really cool about this um the next kind of big this is kind of a big one here i remember driving um we were driving from here to Seattle to visit my my uh, wife's family, and we got stuck behind a few semis that were going up a hill, up a mountain hill, basically. Um, and they were going like forty five miles an hour. They were, I mean, they were ba- they were chugging along, barely, barely chugging along. And we were there was just a row of cars behind, and it's it's a little annoying. I mean, right. I'm not gonna lie. Tesla says that this the semi can climb a 5% grade with a full load at 65 miles an hour. So a conventional truck does max out at about 45 miles an hour. So think about, you know, you're driving up the mountain and now you've got a couple of Tesla semis. There's no slowdown. There's no slowdown. And for them, what that means, you know, you're paid as a truck driver, you're paid by the mile. So what that means is you can potentially have more miles in a day when you are driving um, around the mountainous area. You don't have to slow down. You could just go. It's a lot safer because sometimes, I mean, you're driving, you're like, whoa, you got to hit the brakes because the semi is barely, barely pulling through. Right. So that was another huge announcement or huge, like, that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, that's a, it's carrying 80,000 pounds. Yes. Right. A full load. No, and that was... I mean, that was one of the, and it was just kind of kicking things off. Like, um, I mean, as far as even the acceleration on it was pretty, pretty incredible. Um, it can accelerate extremely, extremely well um, from from stop. Like if on a flat fro- flat road, you always know you pull up to stoplight and you got this semi next to you. Like, okay, I better get in the other lane. Yeah, totally. Um and uh, in this case, <laughs> it's kind of like you wouldn't even you wouldn't have you wouldn't be thinking about that. That wouldn't even come into your mind potentially. Um, there's obviously there's there's some things that some people have some questions about, but I think one of the things that I don't know if you quite just touch on this now, but the 500 miles on a single charge, yeah, that's that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. I think people were expecting about 300 miles and then Tesla comes out and they're like, I ah, will just make it 500. And that's, jeez, oh, that's, that's just, that's crazy. Okay. That's, that's crazy. 500 miles is, what is it? It's from here to, 
It's from here to Rapid City and almost back, I think. Right. I think it's just shy of coming from Sioux Falls to Rapid City to back home. So from here to Mount Rushmore to back home. Um, so what that means is that this is not a... I think this truck, they, they announced a semi, is not a long haul. So it's not like, you know, you're gonna, there's going to have a sleeper cab. That's probably still coming from what I understand. Right. But if you are a... Let's say you are running, um, like you're a Walmart. You're running from one distribution center to another one, and maybe they're like 300 miles away, which that's usually the case. This makes so much sense because you can go charged up, drive to one to the other center while you're unloading, get charged up there, and then they go back or go somewhere else. So if you're doing short haul uh, distances, this really makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one other thing here I want to touch on is just as far as like the, the specs in this thing. You have one engine in these conventional trucks. Yeah. Um, and so you don't have an engine. It's a combustible engine. You have an electric, via, an electric semi. But there are four individual motors for each of the wheels on the semi. And this is pretty important because what this allows then is as far as safety features and utilization features, it's pretty incredible because now you have a now you have four individual motors that can work in harmony together and also can balance each other out if the truck starts to slip exactly or something of that nature. And because it's electric and everything's electric motors, the sensors in this thing allow it to pick up on things that need to be repaired soon. And so your maintenance costs go down even further because you're not, it's not like it's a system that's wondering when something's going to break. It knows when you're probably going to need maintenance. Yeah. And so your forecasting for costs goes incredibly better. And, because obviously with a semi, something can just break. We all have vehicles that are combustible. You see, we've all had them and stuff can happen in a moment. And maybe sometimes our systems will give us a little heads up that something's wrong. But in this case, it's it's very much more optimized even for that immensely. Yeah. The windshield on this thing, one of the oh, yeah. things that uh, <laughs> a lot of semis struggle with is, and I, didn't know, I did not know this, was windshields break a lot. And that costs money, obviously. It's a pain probably to be driving with a big crack down it. Well, let me jump in here. The the government says if there's a crack in your semi-windshield, you cannot drive. That's right. You have to yeah. You have to be Down, sidelined. Downtime. So that means less money, less loads delivered, all this stuff. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this is the actual name. But Elon was like, we have placed a thermonuclear glass in, yeah. <laughs> inside this um they which by the, the way is not even if there's there's not i mean there's a little bit of joking but there's a little bit of hint of truth to that elon literally has a like zombie apocalypse button inside the tesla i can't what not zombie apocalypse. there's some sort of button that's like <laughs> i remember what it does why can't i think of it but he's like no this is an actual button anyways yeah yeah the they have this, uh, they call it the Tesla semi-armor glass. And in the video they showed is 
they took a truck hitch, so just a hitch that you hook up like a trailer to, and then it was just swung at the Tesla semi and at another conventional um, windshield. And the windshield, conventional windshield, just shattered right away. The right. Tesla semi just bounced off like it's nothing. So that's that's pretty exciting. We don't really know much about it at this point, but... I mean, this is probably coming to other cars, I would guess. Other Teslas. Yeah, that's probably something we have not never done an episode on, but Tesla technology and glass has gone insanely. Oh, yeah. Totally. So many different totally. levels. Flexible, strong. But let Anyways. me let me finish. Let me kind of touch on that. You, you brought yeah. up, you know, the cost to operate. This is really where... This is really where a lot of people don't know that um, the... The semi, I mean, you're paying you're paying a premium price for this big old t- truck, right? Yep. You're buying it outright. That's one thing. But then over the years, the operating costs of that is just so insane that you have to really, and you know, you have to really consider that as you're as you're taking loads, as you're doing that. Um, so, what Elon says is the cost of operating the Tesla semi will be less than a diesel powered truck on day one. So that means that a, a diesel power truck right now it costs about a dollar fifty one per mile for for operating and all that stuff. The Tesla Semi will cost a dollar twenty six per mile. Um, so that savings right there, and, and you may think, well, it's just a couple pennies here and there, right? That savings there is just ginormous. It is. It is. The you know again as you scale more right the the number will the the distance between those two numbers will grow exceedingly and the crazy thing is they gave a one million mile guarantee that's on right the semi that hey, nothing will break yeah. that's okay that just that threw my I was like that's ridiculous are you kidding me a million miles but when you think about it well what do they have on this truck they have Four engines, they have tires, they have a drivetrain on there, um, electrical systems. Obviously, there's there's quite a bit of that work in there, but that's basically it. They don't have a lot. They don't have radiators. They don't have you know right. um, belts that do this thing. They don't have transmission. I mean, they don't have a, a, a conventional transmission with oil and all that stuff. Right? It has one gear. <laughs> the truck has one gear. And part of the reason why semis now they they take so long to get up to speed is they're they're shifting through eighteen gears. By the time they get up to seventy miles an hour, they've they've shifted through eighteen gears. So with this, it just re- removes a lot of things that could potentially go wrong and that are that really do go wrong on a lot of semis, um, and it allows the company to really be be fuel you know cost efficient when it comes to to pricing when it comes to um this this is just good this is very good well it's yeah it's it, the cost inside of this is really really key um and I, I just okay let's let's drop this one right now let's drop the bombshell now one of the things that elon musk talked about that i, I actually even feel like the audience didn't quite understand it um but it's something that i understand in the transportation world is that this is cheaper than rail. Yeah. Um, and this is going to sound weird to probably a lot of people if you didn't know this, but rail, the railroad, the reason why the railroad still exists is because it's still the cheapest form of transportation available. 
Yeah, for like mass transportation. Mass, right? retru- mass transportation. And um, and now you just found a way on version one for it to be cheaper than the railroad. Now, keep in mind, the railroad is actually, there's some things here. Once again, we talked about these are mid-range vehicles to a certain extent. Railroad can go really far. So there's some things to be thinking about there. But in essence, this is still a massive, I mean, massive movement forward. Quite literally, it was like watching Tesla and uh, and all these other competitors, or Tesla and its competitors realize, or basically com- its competitors realize they have a couple years before this stuff becomes fully live and operational and you have to figure some stuff out and fast. Um, you know, in the trucking world, at least the two trucks that I know off the top of my head, the two big brands are Mac and Peterbilt. Mm-hmm. And those are just, you know, almost household names. There's guys who wear Peterbilt belt buckles. It's like, just, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a badge of honor and stuff like that. Totally. And... The thing that this does is it starts to change the game with transportation dramatically. And if you're in the railroad, you have to even admit that this is version one. Like, this is not going to stop. Like, you either have to figure out a way to get your costs down. And I don't know, electric. I mean, the, the engines are electric, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and who knows, Elon might even take that over with an electric train car. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> Elon, if you're listening, keep me on the loop. Here's your to get hyperloop. Hyperloop, yeah. Because so. it doesn't make sense to him, yeah. Um, but the other side of this is, I think, <laughs> It's efficiency taking over an industry of truck drivers, if I can be so blunt. And, I, and if you're a truck driver, I would really appreciate if you would like write into us on this. I just am very curious your thoughts on this. Because we've read some truck drivers' reviews and mm-hmm. some of these things, and they bring up some incredibly valid points. There's Currently right now, there's no mirrors. Yeah. Um, and mirrors are like... I don't know, but it makes sense. Almost like the number one tool these truck drivers use. Yeah, because they're backing in and out, backing in, and they're driving. There's, there's, and, and the other thing that really throws it off is the cab. the The seat position of in the cab is yeah, in the center, the center like a combine. Yeah, so yeah, you're sitting in the center. So you, one one thing that I read was like, well, one driver said, well, this is dumb because I can't just look down, you know, out the window and see the little Ford Escort, you know, next right. to me. I have to rely on this. Well, they have, and they have two uh, 17-inch monitors, you know, on either side of the steering wheel. But, I mean, the truck drivers are just used to having that kind of a control or that ease of use where I just look down and see if anyone's there. But who knows? I think this thing comes with enough sensors and batteries that, or sensors and, and, and cameras that it probably is... They've thought of that. The thing that we aren't talking about is like this comes with AI. Like this is <laughs> yeah. okay. Like this this to me is 
I mean, version one, the driver will be more and more important. This is a, is an important capacity of this, right? But this is, but this is an automation world now, and we live in a. This is an electric vehicle that runs off automation, and and AI will tell the. I mean, the semi truck drivers are worried about the mirror side of things. Mm-hmm. You literally have two two seventeen inch monitors that you can toggle, or will quite frankly showcase to you probably in different functions the movement of the area. You'll be able to see that car pulling up next to you in actually many more details, maybe even a sensor that says, this is how far away this vehicle is to the edge of your vehicle. It'll be able to, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, is this is a massive, massive shift. And yeah, like if you've been driving truck all your life inside a Mac or a Peterbilt, this is foreign. Yeah, this is this is manual labor right now. What you're what you're describing that's that's all done by the the human. You have to be vigilant. You have to watch. You have to look. Right. And now what Tesla's introducing is they've got autopilot basically on there. Well, yeah, and I mean Elon did not say this, but it wouldn't shock me if this thing, especially by 2019, as part of its feature, he may be released later. Is and the new Tesla has the ability to self drive itself. Yeah. Or it has the it has the stuff inside of it that will allow the update to be pushed out to have it do that. Elon has stated. Um, I think this Tesla, especially if it's going to come online in twenty nineteen, will have that capability. And so, the driver is more and more of like, I mean, it's his his or her role is changing. Yeah, kind of. And and I think that, I don't know, I just feel like that's an important thing to hit here, that with all these people's concerns, like the, th- the concept here isn't, it's not, you're thinking it too tradi- in a traditional truck yeah. sense. I think what, what they were very careful in this whole presentation and this whole thing is they did not push the driver out of the picture yet. No. I think, and, and if you look at the cab, the cab is built around the driver. Right, right. and I and I cab- still think there will always be, a, at the very minimum, a concept of a rider. Yeah, so they right, so that one that will never go. Yeah, away. yeah. So they, so well, they, I hope, man. I don't know. <laughs> There's another robot in there. To yeah, see I know, the rider. Right, yeah. So they, um, they didn't specifically, you know, specifically they didn't talk about like, well, we're. And then I looked through this again, and I was like, oh, I didn't really hear much about the uh, the autonomous driving capabilities. Correct. Because I think they're trying to not piss off, you know, the whole trucking industry, because that's a big concern that I've heard over the years is like, well, now we're going to have these, you know, these trucks that drive themselves. We're out of a job. We, you know, and there's, a, and the if you guys don't know, I mean, the trucking industry makes life possible. I actually worked in the trucking industry before. I don't know if, if, oh, really? if you knew that or not, Peter. I didn't know that, actually. I was a dispatcher. Oh, yeah. Um, so my job was sending out trucks and finding out, finding, finding new loads for them to pick up, um, and then just kind of routing them throughout, you know, kind right. of that kind of life. And, and so it was exciting. It was like you'd be making a lot of cold calls to, like, 
you know, let's say they're delivering flowers to Miami Beach. You Well, as they're driving out there, I would be calling them the flower places at Miami Beach or whatever it is, grocers. Hey, do you have any loads to come to Omaha, for example, you know, to, to drive them back home here? And it was exciting because you, you, you'd set up this whole plan and, you know, they drop off the first load, they come to the next load, get loaded up and then drive and and all this stuff. And so there's this huge industry. Like we just don't even think about all the product. Like everything we have is delivered by truck. Yeah. Everything. I mean, yeah, some of the bigger stuff is is delivered by container ship from China or from wherever it's made. But those containers get to, put on a yeah, truck. It has to get here somewhere. They get unloaded from a railroad onto a truck. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of my point is the, the trucking industry basically serves 99% of all logistics in, in the U.S. Probably maybe not that high, but it's pretty high. And so now if you're, if you're messing with that, that's going to make a lot of people upset. Not just truck drivers, but a lot of people. And so I think Tesla is very deliberate when they say, when they didn't talk about autonomous stuff here. Right. I. That's a good point. I, yeah. That's, I'm glad you brought that up like that. It's a, it's a, good, way, it's a good way to throw See, the folks, bone, This is you why will. you listen to the Future Break uh, podcast. We'll yeah. Some insights that you maybe didn't think I about did, here. I did not. didn't want to take off the rest of the world. Yes, I completely agree. But here's here's my here's my thing, and this is where I I want to face maybe the truth. Okay, the business will di- dictate where the money goes and what things get implemented. Sure. But Walmart's already put saying we're going to go with these things. Yeah, Walmart put in fifteen, I think, pre-orders for it. Okay, so it's already going to start happening. And the thing what I'm trying to state is this. If rejecting this is not going to help you. I see what you're saying. Okay, Mm -hmm. rejecting this concept is not going to help you because it's here and it is coming. And if you're a truck driver or part of a company, I think to myself, you just have to be aware that this will become a part of your life because... Unless, unless there's something I'm completely off here and maybe we'll find out, but like it, you just have to plan on it becoming a part of your life because the company needs to save money in order to make things more cost effective and quite frankly to pay expenses, pay employees and things like that. So with a truck that from day one is cheaper than a conventional and has the ability to ramp up even as far as cost savings and it's guaranteed of a million miles on a mid-range truck like there is some sort of thing there where at a certain point in time it becomes a not to say a no-brainer but just the incentives are incredibly strong and obviously you know walmart purchased 15 trucks maybe they're just testing testing yeah there's a lot there's there's a lot lot of testing here testing this i think but um but but Regardless, even how those tests go, the version two will have those bugs figured out. And quite frankly, those trucks that were out there will probably be able to have a version two uploaded into them. So what I'm saying is it's not going away. And it's just this realization of companies and I think like the train industry just put on notice like you cannot avoid this thing. Yeah, It's coming for you. And you have, to, 
you you either have to you either have to just plan on this happening and you, you have to plan for a transition. I don't know what that transition is. I'm not in those industries. I'm not a truck driver, but I just feel like you have to plan for that now. Yeah, because it's here, and quite frankly, somebody else is going to come and be like, "Well, we got a semi truck that can do the same thing, and it's electric." Um, I also feel like one thing here we titled this gas what, what sorry what was your clever name the well this is the, the end this, of gas okay, this is what elon said he yeah. basically said this is the hardcore smackdown of gasoline so that's what we titled it and it's true this is this is a smackdown of gasoline and i think to myself how much i mean once again this isn't going to happen overnight but how much of how much of gas consumption is powered by or is used utilized by trucks or diesel? Diesel is I mean, just, just it's, massive. It's the diesel fuel it's, runs off the trucking industry. Yeah. Well, that's gonna go potentially go away. Also, you have to understand that one thing that was also hinted in this presentation that was not brought up or released or anything like that was they created a truck, a regular like truck that you would think of like a, a got my gmc truck got my ford mm-hmm. truck <laughs> except it's the tesla truck and this truck is actually big enough to have a full truck in the back yeah. in its in its um in its bed in the back um and i think and i think once again if you're in the diesel industry you have to understand that this is this is going to happen at some point in time. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how this transition has happened. I'm just saying, like, this was just a smack in my face of, like, yeah. this is, this isn't, this isn't play anymore. This is, or even the theoretical. We've talked about this yeah, probably ta- in the yeah, beginning of this yeah. year. No, this is, like, reality. Yeah. I reality. Think this is the dawn of the electric. Like, this is really, this is why I think the title of the is so apt because it really is, like, I mean, if you if you if you now have an option to go traditional diesel, you know, you, let's say you buy a really nice Freightliner for one hundred fifty grand. That's actually about what they cost. Right, they, they, you can buy it for even more with with more options. Or now you have an option to buy a nice te- uh, Tesla Semi, and the infrastructure is there. You're going to be saving money. One of the things that I that I just even read here. Um, is, so let's talk about cost again. So let's say you drive an estimated 60,000 miles a year, right? You know, so with, with the Tesla semi, you can save 14 or you can save $4,000 in maintenance and get this $14,000 in fuel. If you pay 11 cents per kilowatt hour. So Tesla actually, Elon said, it's going to be more like seven cents, not 11 so that's even more money that you're saving. 14 grand, that's a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> right, yeah. That's a lot of money. And the thing is like this is where when I was in the trucking industry, this is where the biggest the problem was never with picking up and dropping off the load. It was always what happens between that whole process. We had truck drivers that fuel card, right? So the trucking industry runs on fuel cards. The company that I worked for, uh they just Let's just say they didn't manage their fuel card policy well. And there would be times where the fuel card was 
totally turned off. There was just no money in there. So the trucker was stuck. Big no-no. <laughs> that's, a, that's cute. That's just stupid. I no longer work for them, obviously. Yeah. Um, That's one thing. The other thing is like the truck was so, you know, it had the truck, some of the trucks that were they, they were running were, they didn't have a million miles on them yet, but they, they were breaking down left and right. And some truckers kind of got screwed. They're like, they're, they're out driving and this thing breaks down and then the hose breaks down and it overheats. It's, and that all costs money. That all costs time. I mean, it was just a, it was just a major headache. And so what, what Tesla is doing with this is really saying, guys, we don't have to live in that kind of a world anymore. Yeah. This affects probably other things. This affects, you know, insurance companies. This affects uh, trucking repair stations. I mean, this affects other industries, honestly, because now, you know, conceivably you don't have to do those things as frequent um, or the, the as, as you normally do with a diesel truck. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, this is just the start. Yeah. If you're in the insurance industry, you now have trucks that are, you know, the likelihood of them doing things that require insurance starts to go down further. Um, and so insurance gets cheaper for the end consumer. Yeah. Um, which sometimes I wonder, like, is that a bad thing for the insurance industry? It, it just changes it. I just know that much. I don't know if it's good or bad or if it's just a new factor. But, um, but yes, this is this is really important. I think one thing that we'll just quickly highlight here that we don't have really time to dig into outside of the fact that it's crazy is the Roadster. Um, <laughs> I mean, because that was a part he launched these massive, amazing semis that literally changed the industry yeah. and, like, Oh my word, it's going to happen and here and, it comes. And then he's like, "Oh, and I have this sweet car." One more thing. It reminded more, me a lot of the Apple like iPhone 8. Is, it, is that what he said? One more th- I don't remember. Saying That's that. he didn't okay. say that, but it was like it was implied. It was yeah. like Oh, by the way, and these um, these, these trucks Trubs. parked and then the trailer opened up and then boom, there you go. You have this amazing just beautiful beautiful, beautiful Tesla Roadster come out yes and, uh, i think it stole the show peter um i think <laughs> or was it strategic sir was it to bring a happy moment to this to to shift focus i let's just let's just say this much where's the pull pull up the stat of the acceleration on it okay that's that's i think we need to buckle yourself up here folks the acceleration of this car this Tesla Roadster is zero to sixty miles an hour oh, in one point nine seconds. So let's just do let's do an experiment on air. This is live here. One point nine seconds. Okay, ready? Ready? And done. That's it. Let's do that again. I'm, I'm gonna tell you when. Okay. Ready? And Go. Done. So that in the time of the silence that we had there, you you would have been already at sixty miles an hour. This is just—I mean, this is beyond ludicrous. This is beyond. And, and, fast. and he kept on saying, "Like, and this is the base model. This is, that goes, <laughs> it goes this fast. This is the base model." So, which I'm like, "What in the world does that mean?" So uh, it's it's the fastest production car um, 
ever ever made fast like faster than bugattis faster than ferraris faster than lamborghinis i mean you name it this thing can just smoke it but also you know what i'm, I'm sorry but this is also a thing important just think of this now remember how cool like it was to see that car on the track and just like you hear the room of the engine yeah, like yeah. the floor no dead silence dead silence that's going away people that whole like cool manly chop thing there no that's that's not gonna be there that's I, true some people will miss that i i, I that. well yeah it is it's like a part of the whole culture <laughs> I'm saying this is this I, is another yeah. massive shift. Yeah, it's gonna I be still. Like, I've never, you know, I've, I'll be on. Which we, this is a problem. You know, you and I probably need to do like a video sometime and go to like a Tesla station and just like video ourselves in it. Because I've, I've, I'll, I'll personally have never rode in a Tesla. I will say this though, having ridden just in just the uh, hybrid stuff, I mean, it's eerily quiet. Yeah, it's like too quiet, isn't it? I'm like, I can't hardly even hear you pull in the driveway, man. You know, when this, my friend pulled up in his, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, you hit those smooth roads and like, it's just like, you're just floating. So imagine that in a high powered, I don't know, no more carburetors, no more mufflers, no more, right. it's just, the world is changing it's, people. It's, it's just understand this. Peter, let me just say this here. This is the sound of progress. <laughs> see what i did there i did <laughs> of course i did um okay uh, some other mind-boggling stats about the tesla roadster so if, if you guys remember tesla roadster was the first car that tesla made um and basically the first version of it was a it was heavily inspired heavily copied by elise lotus elise tesla worked with lotus and they said hey we have this you guys have this cool looking car can we make an electric version of it yeah no problem so we didn't know, nobody really expected this to be launched. And I'm actually surprised there was no like spy shots of, oh, there's going to be an announcement of this Roadster. Right. I'm surprised. It was locked down. And so Tesla announced this Roadster. So it's got <laughs> 7,374 pound feet of torque. When you, when you hit the gas pedal, your head has to be, I saw one of the videos the guy's like, put your head around, put your head against the the headrest because if you don't, you can probably snap your neck at that speed. How fast it goes, it's just you have to be restricted. You have to your head has to be all the way back. <laughs> it doesn't actually sound like a good thing at all. Well, I mean, it's not, it sounds like a horrible thing. Okay, I made what the, in the, the world? snapping neck the thing, snapping of the that neck. That was me. That was surge commentary here. <laughs> I would guess, like, if you're, oh, hey, look at the pretty flowers, and somebody hits it, you would feel that. You would first roadsters, roadster owners dead on the first ride. <laughs> okay, maybe not snapping neck. Let's just not say be, not because of AI. You'd have a whiplash, right? You'd have a little yeah. little bit of whiplash. So, also the car, get this, goes two hundred fifty plus miles an hour. Oh my word, two hundred fifty plus. <laughs> And again, this is the base model. This is not even. There's going to be some kind of performance plus what, model. What more would you need? <sighs> what is performance? No, I don't oh, know. and by the way, the roadster it can pull the semi. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but maybe. Maybe. Um, another mind-boggling. So this is where 
I think that, again, this is another understatement of the whole, the death of gasoline. The range of this car is absolutely insane. The number is 620 miles per charge. So right now, a Tesla Model S gets about 250, 300, right? Yeah. This is a four-seater Roadster, four-seat car. And it gets 620 miles. So <laughs> I just can't help but smile. I mean, this, you honey, can, let's load you, up the family. You can get through. You can get through a couple states on this one. <laughs> oh yeah, you can go from here to again. Let's use Sioux Falls to Rapid City to to Black Hills. You can go from here, spend some time at the Black Hills, and then drive back without even sweating. That's crazy. Like that's just nuts to me. That's nuts. And I think this is a foreshadow of what's coming with the updated Tesla Model S, because that's going to happen. And same with the X. They will have this capacity at some point, which again, one of the biggest reasons people shy away from electric cars right now is the range anxiety. They 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 don't you know, they don't want to be caught in the middle of the Mojave Desert with, you know, no electric no charging station in sight. It's okay. It's electric. Just throw it at your solar powers. And, you know. <laughs> but this will get you... I mean, this really just kills range anxiety by any... I mean, 620 miles? That's just... That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of like self-charging vehicle now. Anyways. And the other thing is... Okay. One last thing on this. Okay. So you're going to spend quite a bit of money on this car. 200 grand. But if you look at, you know, let's say a Lamborghini. Grand. It's more than the semi. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this is a performance powerhouse. Yeah. Well, sheesh. If you, look at this, if you look at a comparable supercar like a um, Porsche or, you know, Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, this is actually, this is a value price. Some of those cars start at 300, 400,000. Okay. Well... So, one last last thing I want to say before we before we wrap it up. I know before we before we change more industries here, we're going a little long than usual. But I hope you guys are enjoying the conversation here. Yeah, well, Tesla basically announced something they call the Mega Charger. Now they didn't really say what it was. We're guessing that this is the new name for the superchargers. So if you know what a supercharger is, it's basically a little stall that you pull up into like at a gas station or at a store and you can plug it into your um into your model s model x whatever and it charges with the soup with the mega charger going back to the semi they said that you can recharge 400 miles onto that semi within 30 minutes that's just they've made some amazing breakthroughs Within 30 minutes, you can recharge 400 miles. So, I mean, technically, you could use this semi as a long-haul semi. Now, we don't have much details about what this mega charger is, but, boy, this is coming. And this is another reason why you shouldn't be afraid of getting an electric car. I, I, I mean, it really, what's, what's, what's holding you back anymore? It's just the demand and the supplies. Probably the supply really, really is what's holding people back right now. But also, is it only Tesla? It's that's another thing. Yeah, is there other things we can do? So, anyways, 
this is like I said, this is an episode we're really excited because it was just like this massive shakeup, just massive shakeup, and so many things. And I feel like even cultural things or just shake up the whole roadster thing. Just quiet. <laughs> I mean, no, like, just like, yeah, we're we're it's definitely maybe more, more like a. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's just like sounds like a. That's it. It's just super, super cool. So, bullet going off without the gunpowder. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, we're again, we could have probably talked for another hour or so with with uh with this stuff but you know it's it's good to it's good to kind of simmer on this a little bit we'll come back to it for the recap right totally i think we'll find out more information so but uh again wanted to say thank you for listening to the future break podcast um you can actually go to futurebreak.net that's our site check out all of our um episodes on there check out some more information on there we're also on twitter at future break pod pod um we're on facebook at future break as well and then where else can you find us peter yes you can find us once again on apple podcast spotify and by the way we only want to quick do a quick shout out to Castbox. so Castbox is a an app similar kind of like concept of apple podcasts but really for um, another way to like listen to podcasts. So it's the fastest growing podcast app around. Uh, currently now we've over nine, 9 million downloads in about 18 months. Um, the one thing about this is it's, you know, it's Google's editor's choice, but as far as like a personal experience with it, the thing is, is it actually kind of, it'll take our conversation and almost like index it. So you'll be able to search for, keywords and yep. things like that and like skip to that section so it's taking audio to a whole new level especially i think podcasting especially discussions like these that last a long time thank you once again for listening <laughs> yeah but uh either way Castbox is available on ios and on android and yeah it works with google home and amazon alexa as well so go ahead and try it for yourself from the app store absolutely well it's been fun guys We hope you enjoyed this episode and have a magical day. Cheers. We'll talk to you again.